Oh my goodness gracious. Keith, what is happening right now? <laughs> okay, I have 27 seconds. Thank you. Thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ, my, my Lord and Savior. Thank you so much to my wife, um, my baby girls who are watching this right now. Willa Gray, I love you. Ada James, I love you. Lennon, I love you. Um, to my management, to my record label, to my, uh, my publishers, to Live Nation, everybody that's made this possible, to my band and crew who have put in countless hours uh, just making our show what it is. Thank you to the fans. Thank you to the ACMs. I love you. I love you. Thank you. ACM Entertainer of the Year. Well, one of them. Winner. Thomas Rhett. This is a bonus podcast of my second act with Cadillac Jack and Donna about the Academy of Country Music Awards that were held midweek. And there was a tie, a tie for the biggest award of the night, 55th annual ACM Awards. So in 55 years, never before has there been a tie. It was Thomas Rhett and it was this girl from Oklahoma. This was just such an unbelievable night. It was um, an honor for me in so many ways. I got to uh, honor some of my heroes and, of course, walk away with one of these. So it was a great night. Carrie Ann would also crown Entertainer of the Year. What do you think? Uh, I don't think that it's mathematically possible. To have a tie. How, how is that possible? Well, first of all, let's go back. Who? Um, let's remind everyone who votes for the ACMs. The Academy of Country Music Awards. The members make their living in the country music industry. To be eligible for membership, you must derive a significant amount of your income directly from country music. So there you go. Yeah. And how many total members are there? Don't know. I couldn't find that number. Doesn't mean that everybody votes. Right. But let's say there were 5,000 members that voted for this year's Academy of Country Music Awards. You, you, you won't tell me that 2,500 of them voted for Thomas Rhett and that 2,500 of them voted for Carrie. And that may not be the split because I mean, you also could, had yeah. Luke Combs, yeah. Luke Bryan and Eric Church in that category as well. But just for the sake of time. Yeah. You know, how, that's how, not, how does that's that not, happen? That's not possible, Tom. Well, I mean, it could have been 20 or 30 off and they just thought, okay, this but is th But that's not a tie then. I know, I know. That's not a tie. Do you think that the Academy of Country Music should release the numbers? No. Did we hear during the show? I, I don't recall seeing the accountants. You know how they roll out the uh, accountants every award show that, you know, we we counted the numbers. Do you think like they were like, listen, we're not having any part of this. We, we don't we don't we're backing yeah, out. We don't there, want our name. This is indeed not a tie. And I don't know. I, you know, I, I think I thought there would be more backlash. Do you think there was a lot of backlash on it? I think that there was. Yeah. And I don't think it, I don't think that there should ever be a tie. And that's like, can you imagine a tie in the Super Bowl? Right. Or a tie in the World Series, you break a tie. Right. All right. There should have been a second round of voting for the Entertainer of the Year Award. Yeah. So and they've had plenty of time to do that, by the way. Remember this award show that you just saw was supposed to air on April 5th. But because of the pandemic, it was pushed nearly six months. They've had, they being the ACM, uh, the ACMs, the Academy of Country Music Awards, they have had nearly six months to figure this crap show out. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, maybe they thought coming out of, you know, everything that everybody's been through and 2020 has been such a cruddy year. Was this going to put like a gloss on it to give one to a female because there's so much talk and chatter in the industry right now about how females are underrepresented and give it to Thomas Rhett, you know, who kind of is the new face of country in a way. He's young. He's, I mean, out touring. Um, you know, everybody has their opinion on who who should have won, but I don't know. I, I I think maybe that's what they were thinking and it probably backfired on them, you know, because what, what you and I've talked about is it takes away. Neither one of them really gets the true glow 
of the award. And we've talked on previous pods about how that award truly is given to the person who has just given their all for the entire year to the format, to country music, to their fans. You know, it's a really kind of a road warrior award for someone who's kind of it's the pinnacle, you know, has, has done it all. And now you've got two people sharing that award. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't know how it can happen. The CEO of the Academy of Country Music issued a statement shortly after the award ceremony. And this is what he says. His name is Damon Whiteside. We were as shocked as Keith when we heard the results at the time. Both artists are so worthy. We are thrilled that Thomas Rhett won his first tonight. And Carrie's record-breaking win in that category is much deserved. That was Carrie's third win for Entertainer of the Year. Um, the first time a female artist has won since Taylor did, Taylor Swift in 2012. Yeah, long overdue, as they say, for females. But if there was nobody el- you know, eligible or, or if people didn't vote in that category, I don't think it's any slam toward females versus males. It's it's just not who was winning. And Keith Urban, Keith Urban was not shocked. Well, The entire show was pre-recorded. I expected much of it to be pre-recorded. I had no idea going in that there would not be a single live element. And there were several ways that I was able to figure this out. And I'm sure you were as well watching at home. It reminded me of the American music awards, the AMAs, which are a, a, a pop, but they're also award show. Both of those shows are produced by Dick, Dick Clark, Clark productions. productions. Exactly. My point here. So on the AMAs, the artist will perform and then they win an award. Then an artist performs, and then they win an award. Everybody knows who is going to win. You always know, because even if they're not performing, they're sitting in the audience. and or, or if not backstage. Right. Like the winners were at the Academy of Country Music Awards this week. So Keith Urban knew that both Carrie Underwood and Thomas Rhett were on each either side of him in the wings of the stage. But he acted surprised when he announced that for the first time in 55 years, there was a tie for the Entertainer of the Year. Maybe he didn't know. Maybe Donna, he didn't, he, there's no maybe. way he didn't know. Well, maybe he didn't know why they were standing There's no here. way he didn't know. And it happened with every single award. The winners suddenly just appeared. Yeah, it was a different kind of show. So it was very logistic. They had to, this is the way that the show played out on, on whiteboards, you know, behind the Bluebird Cafe and the Ryman and the Opry. They first had to figure out logistically where the winners are going to be, where their performances are, because they had to make sure that it was just a big, it was a big puzzle yeah, is like what a, it was. A timing Jenga puzzle. Exactly. And so they had to make sure that, you know, for Luke Holmes, who who won uh, some big awards, including Album of the Year, which for a songwriter is fabulous, is bigger than even Entertainer of the Year. And well-deserved. But he was at the Bluebird Cafe and he's the only one there. And there's a, uh, they call them hats. That's what uh, the industry calls the ACM award because it looks like a big cowboy hat. Uh, each time they go to him after he wins, he's sitting there at the Bluebird Cafe with his his award on a bar stool. Yeah. And he just walks up and talks. So the entire thing was pre-recorded. You also knew that from following certain country artists on social media. Yeah, I know. Like, um, <laughs> you know, Thomas Rhett, who, who, as we said, won the biggest award of the night, has been in Montana with his family because he's he's gotten really into photography and he's been posting some beautiful pictures from Montana. Tyler Hubbard from uh, Florida Georgia Line had a bad motorcycle accident and really tore up his knee. And he's been on a scooter and just posting hilarious videos of him on the scooter. And he was home with his leg propped up, laughing at himself, performing on a scooter last night. So um, 
but I think, you know, listen, the cat was out of the bag pretty early that, you know, when it first started, I thought there, like you, I did think there was going to be some more live thing. I thought there were a couple of things that I thought were really cool, you know, logistically how they did it. Um, all of the artists came in their buses. They did not have dressing rooms backstage. So I, I bet it was really cool for the artists to fire those buses back up, if only to go eight minutes across town, you know, but they each use their buses as their um their dressing rooms, their changing rooms, and um, they all had to pass COVID test. Um, I think they, I don't know if they did it on site or they had to bring, but everyone from the artist to the band to anybody with them had to pass a COVID test. So here again, it's very interesting, you know, how it's all done. And I thought in the beginning, the Google Earth images where they would go um, from, you know, the Ryman, the Ryman to the Bluebird across the street, um, or not across the street, you know, it was very interesting. So I kept expecting when they maybe went to the Bluebird because it's such a smaller venue that there might be five, 10 people there, you know, I think I'll tell you something I think would have been cool. I've thought about this. If they had put when the people performed, like um, say when Luke Combs performed, if his wife and his family had been in the audience, you know, when Thomas Rhett had performed, if Laura and the kids had been in the audience and, and, and um, Rhett, you know, his family, um, extended family, you know, I think it kind of would have made it more personal because a lot of the artists were, you could see them performing and they were performing to no one, you know? So it was, it was just, it was a very different award show. I think another missed opportunity also was why would they not have invited an artist while at the Opry to join the Opry family? Yeah, that would have been good. Just to give it some depth. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Keith Urban did a great job hosting it. I thought his opener was, you know, really heartfelt, very warm. Um, it was not heavy on the jokes. Usually the ACMs in the past, you know, they've had Luke and um, Blake and Dirks and different combinations hosting that show. And Reba did for years. And too. Reba. And it's always kind of been very um, lighthearted and jovial. It's Vegas. Kind it's of, crazy. yeah, Vegas y, yeah. funny. This was very um, kind of heartfelt. I told you, I thought the whole award show had sort of a somber feel to it. I do. And I think part of it is the music that, that has come out over the past year has a little bit of heaviness at times to it. And I was telling you, to me, it almost felt like, um, like, you know, after, and I hate to even compare it to this, but after the Vegas shootings, when they did, um, a big concert event, it kind of felt that way because it just really had a heavy tone to it when there's no audience and there's no one clapping or there's no, um, audience interaction. It just feels so much more somber kind of, you know? And, and I think the different artists, you know, there's a lot of questions about, um, let's talk about Old Dominion. So they won um, Song of the Year. And Group of the Year. And Group of the Year. And they did an amazing medley. I thought that was great of all of their songs. But there were a lot of people who did not understand why when they came out in an empty auditorium to pick up their awards, they were wearing masks. masks. Um, and so people thought that, you know, there was a lot of comment on social media about we get it. We know we're in a pandemic. Like we, we actually don't want to think about the pandemic on one night, but they both have, um, they mentioned two people in their acceptance speech and one of them lost their dad to COVID. And then they lost another person very close to the band to COVID. So I think it was not necessarily a political statement, but a statement about this pandemic still going on. And we endorse wearing masks. I was surprised that there was, and I'm glad that there was not, 
but I was surprised that there was not more political rhetoric. Maren Morris was really the only person, and, and she just said, go out and make sure you vote. Right. But that was the only mention right. of, of the election. Yeah. At all during the entire three-hour award show. Yeah. I was kind of surprised by that. Yeah. Because country artists I'm glad. are also, I don't know why I am too, but country artists are also pretty vocal in, in politics and personal stuff. And um, I, I've said this before. I think that if you knew truly how some of your favorite country artists fell politically, you'd be shocked. Yeah, you sometimes you don't. Well, it's it's good when you don't know sometimes. Yeah, okay. I thought I did tell you. I thought that they all looked so happy. Like I think they were so genuinely excited to play with their bands. It was almost like you could tell when the song was coming to an end. They were sad because if you think about it, and I said to you, when was the last time? I mean, probably pre-March, right? That they had climbed on stage and sang with their band, their band. You know, so that part, I did think when the performances were going on, it just felt great. And and you know what it made me realize more than anything is how much I miss live music, live performances. You know, it was just right there again in your face of, gosh, I need this in my life. I need music. I need to be surrounded by people, community out there laughing and dancing and having fun and singing along, you know. And I think that made it a little, a little more somber, too, because you're just like, when are we going to get this again, you know? Taylor Swift had a big moment when she returned to the ACMs for the first time in uh, seven years. And I think that Taylor showed that she doesn't need big stage props and she doesn't need multiple uh, costume changes and she doesn't need um, uh, giant snakes. She doesn't need, uh, 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 you know, stages that, that go up and down. She came out with a guitar. She did her own hair, her own makeup, her own styling. Uh, and, and she nailed the song called Betty, which is from her, album that dropped back in late July called Folklore. Yeah. And Betty, the song has um, garnered a lot of attention because as everyone who is a Swifty, which is a Taylor Swift fan, has done in the past is everyone goes back and analyzes all the lyrics. Who's she writing this about? Which ex? What does she mean? And um, a lot of people, including myself, thought it was written from a girl breaking up with another girl, but it was actually the way she wrote it, she says, is it's written from a perspective of a boy, a teenage boy. So she wrote it not in her voice. She wrote it from his voice. And it's a beautiful song. She did a great job. And you're right. I think the rub on her sometimes is that, you know, she doesn't have on her sequins and her boots and her marching band and her backup dancer. She can't pull it off. And it's actually the opposite. You know, it's almost like when you see her stripped down and you look up there and you realize that this woman has been playing music since she was 13 years old, writes all of her own music. It's it's quite an accomplishment. It makes you realize what an amazing performer she is, again, whether you like her or not. Crystal Hamilton reached out during the award show. No, no, no. ACM Awards. No fans. Or even fake fan crowd noise. No artists there. They could have at least... Uh, been there and sat apart, very quiet, uneventful, in my opinion, a waste of a show. I feel like I have to whisper in my own home because the show is so quiet. They may as well have just announced the winners and saved the trouble. Yeah. I think that was that was kind of the, the viewpoint of everyone last night. They, everyone kept waiting, you know. When I watch the Braves game, Crystal continued, at least I feel like I am there and that there are people there and I'm participating in something. Yeah, I'll tell you another great performance that I thought was um, Miranda Lambert. So last night she um, won an award 
what, what did she win for? Do you remember what her award was last night? Well, anyways, this was the her. Mo- she has won the most awards of any artist. Right. So she won her 35th award and um, she is the most awarded ACM artist, which is amazing. And again, that's a female that kind of gets lost in the shuffle. She's she's clearly been winning a lot if this was her 35th. But she did a, a beautiful um, kind of acoustic performance um, of Bluebird at the Bluebird. And it was kind of haunting. It was really good. It was great. She's an amazing singer. Miranda won musical event of the year. Yep. Fooled around and fell in love. It was she and a whole her, cast of characters. Her group. Yeah, yeah her girl group. Um, I thought the opener was great with all of the nominees because they all kind of played older songs. Did that surprise you? It did. I thought that they were going to do a, um, I thought that they were going to do a, like a song uh, all together. But there were a couple of things that the Academy pitched that didn't actually pan out the way that they wanted you to think that they were going to pan out. I think that was one of them. The big, huge opening number with each of the Entertainer of the Year nominees performing together. Okay, well, they didn't. Oh, come on, Donna. The Keith Urban Pink thing. What a disappointment. Yeah, I was excited about that song. I didn't love that performance, and I always love him. Well, I told you he was busy. He hosted the awards. He played piano for Mickey... Mickey Guyton. And then right after that, his, although now we know he wasn't running around because it was all pre-recorded, but then he did his duet with Pink. And I don't know. I, I, I And again, maybe because I, I don't know if they were together. I no, don't, they weren't together. It was she like was a green screen. It was of weird. Course. It was all green yeah. screen stuff. And you wanted that energy from the two of them playing off each other. And, and her doing her silks or something. Yeah, I wanted to see Keith Urban up on a silk. But the Academy presented it as in their first live television performance ever. It's like... They were they were they were three time zones apart. Yeah. During their performance, the Academy Country Music Awards. What else you got over there, Don? Um, I thought that well, Gabby Barrett's adorable. You know, she's pregnant and her husband is always with her singing on that song, I hope he cheats, um, on guitar. And so they're cute together. She her she just announced she was pregnant, but she was really popped out last night. The Blake and Gwen thing was great. You were funny because you thought there was a misstep because on the, you missed a little bit, I think, of the Blake and Gwen performance, and you said he's By not. Design. Yeah, you're like he was saying he was from L.A., and you're like, no, he's from the Bluebird. But he had flipped on; it was a green screen, and so he had flipped on um, a backdrop that was of the Bluebird. But it was a great performance between two of them. I like that song. Listen, they're going strong. I, I, I never would you have ever thought that would have lasted. No. Yeah. Not at all. Karen Underwood and her medley. What'd you think? I thought it was great. I, I, um. I do think that is what she is the best at. You know, there's, we laugh all the time because there's um, Little Big Town, who is kind of like the official backup medley group singing for anything that goes on. The go-to at any award show. She's, I hate to say this, she's kind of the same way for that stuff because she nailed the Barbara Mandrell. It was Patsy Cline, Loretta, Martina, Barbara, Martina, Reba, and Dolly Parton. Yeah, it was good. It was good. And, and listen, she's the queen of that. She can sing anything. Old Dominion says that they are going to work on a new album which really excites me. This came out on the red carpet. Uh, they're working on a new album and they're actually going to live together in a house mm. in early 2021 and record, write and record the album while they're living together. I love that. A la Nirvana. That's what all those bands used to do. I thought Luke looked great. Um, I know you don't like the one margarita song, but I do. Luke Bryan. He looks so cute. Yes. Yeah, it is like he's sort of getting some gray hair and he's just adorable. He looked great last night. What about, okay, what about when they found Clint Black and Lisa Hartman Black? Did you remember them? 
Uh, yes, of course. I remember Clint Lack and his wife. He has not aged at all. It's like he's been in like a hyperbolic chamber somewhere and they just went and opened it and pulled him out. I mean, he looks exactly the same. I'll be honest with you. I totally forgot about both of them until I saw him. I'm like, that's right. Clint of, all, of all people to resurrect, why do you think that they did those two? I think they were available. available. Yeah. Someone ran into him at the Cheesecake Factory and they were like, listen, we really need to. We got to, we got to. Hold, I'll hold the field. Now I'll tell you who I am in love with is Morgan Wallen. I cannot get enough. I can, he the music is so good, but the presentation it, he was like giving me like old Blake Shelton, and actually it was almost like old Tim McGraw from the Indian Outlaw days. He had on a jean on jean combo, and his signature mullet, and he you never know if he's like serious or is he kidding like when he is was he like, a parody of himself yeah because he'd like like wink at the camera and everything it was hilarious adorable adorable what else what was your highlight what, what do you the, think was the highlight of the night for the you? highlight of the night i had two of them um king brown i think did a fantastic job of the choir fabulous that brought an element of surprise and an element of um it just was outside of the box and it wasn't all that difficult to pull off but someone said let's add another component to this performance let's bring in a choir who doesn't love a choir well you know? and worldwide beautiful it's just it's I a mean, good song it's a great, it's a good song. song with a great message i do think though the performance of the night went to eric church i do too and we're you big know? eric church fans but it's not because of that it was just no, such a great performance eric chose to give up two and a half three minutes of his performance slot to johnny cash. to johnny cash yeah for rugged old flag it was great and then he tore in to stick that in your country song full band performance I thought they were going to have pyro. They nearly did. I think the, the, some of the guitars were about to blow up. Yeah. But the performance of the night goes to uh, to Eric Church, in my in my opinion. And he brought out your girl. Uh, Joanna Cotton. Yes. She's looking like Stevie Nicks back there. And he went, I knew when he like went back there to like, you know, he's playing his guitar and trade off with her. That's when she gets going. Yeah. Hitting those high notes. An amazing voice. Yeah. I found on the website for the ACMs, when casting a ballot for Entertainer of the Year, voters consider, all right, you ready for this? Success at radio, consumption, success of music videos, vocal performances, live concert ticket sales, artistic merit, television appearances, film, songwriting, success in digital media, and contributions to the country music industry. That's per the ACM website. For You're supposed to think of that when you cast your, your vote for Entertainer of the Year. So who would you have voted for? Let that, uh, let that settle in for a little bit. Yeah, a lot of people are asking why um, Tyler Hubbard was on a scooter. And he had a motorcycle accident. He rides moto, motocross bikes and he had an accident and um, had to have knee surgery. And so he was he's been on a scooter. If you want to follow a I mean, again, a funny account, follow him on Instagram. I love to watch people fall. It, I don't know why. It is just my favorite thing to watch. And he comes out his front door on his scooter and falls off two steps. I mean, legitimately, it was not a joke because it was caught on the ring doorbell and landed in the bushes. And he is over there for a good 10, 15 minutes, like, ah, like calling out. So there were a lot of questions why he was on a scooter. And he was, you know, doing stories live last night. And at one point during his performance, he kind of took off in a circle <laughs> around BK. And his wife was asking him on his story last night, what were you doing there? And he was like, I forgot to put the brake on. And I just started twirling. And he said, I just had to go with it. <laughs> just hilarious. Hilarious. But I thought, you know what? Overall, I will say this as we wrap up. I thought it was, we love country music. We love live performances. And I know everyone listening does too. And everyone has their favorite artist. What we're saying is, you know, our opinion. There are people who 
love Carrie Underwood and thought she deserved it more than Thomas Rhett, you know, and that's the beautiful thing about music is it brings everyone together. You, you know, what's your favorite is not my favorite. And the one thing again, that I will continue to stick to is we have to get back to the time where we can go out, you know, in a community and enjoy live music. And so I think the artist, while the production of the show may have not been what everyone wanted, I think the artist had a great time and hopefully the CMAs will take a page from it and do something different. We're coming up in about a month. Yeah. Hopefully they'll have more live components because if anybody was watching carefully last night, it was, it was producers of the country music association awards yep. that are coming up first week in November. Uh, I appreciate the efforts of the artists and I appreciate the efforts of the bands. But for me, it was very difficult to watch. Yeah. Difficult to watch. It was just anticlimactic. Yeah. The entire show. Yep. But that's our take on it. The Academy of country music awards are in the books. Now, on Tuesday's episode of My Second Act, Tuck Cowart is going to join the podcast. Yes. And give us his take on the award show and the Entertainer of the Year tie. And also, Tug and I will go head to head with a round of You Can't Be Udonna. Jack. And because of the Chris Evans Captain America leak, the photo leak, the category for Tuesday's episode, with my second night and talking myself is going to be famous dealings. Yep, famous dealings. So be here for that. New episodes Tuesday and Thursday, and bonus episodes too, just like this one. Thank you for listening. Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Apple Podcast Network. Mm-hmm.